welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out, and there are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Lesbians, gender roles, and RuPaul, oh my. Get your pom-poms out because it's time to make Mike watch, but I'm a cheerleader. And joining me to have an iconic lesbian party are Heidi Ho and Lindsay Kay. Hello. 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 Listeners, um, if things sound a little different this time, it's because we're all in the same room. We are in the same room. Yes. It's feeling pretty weird and great. And I don't want to get all your hopes up, but I am not in New York. We're all in New Jersey at my house. I drove a car. I rented the car. Oh my gosh, it was a combination effort. It feels like old days. How, how, how was the drive here? What did, what did you see on your journey to New Jersey? Oh, you had the best description for, for New Jersey. Sorry, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, I do. I said this to Lindsay on the drive over here. I said, okay, so most of America looks like this. But none of the rest of America is inhabited by the same people. That it inhabit this area. Correct. So Jersey to me is like typical America, except not its inhabitants. Those are very specific. You don't find Jersey anywhere else. Right. And and Jersey, just in my limited experience, has like not unlike New York, the, the different neighborhoods have very specific type of inhabitants. You know, yes. like the Jersey Shore inhabitants are very, very different from, you know, like the I don't know, the other parts of New Jersey. <laughs> I don't want to get people mad at me, but there are only two parts of New Jersey. It's North Jersey, South Jersey. Anyone who thinks they're Central Jersey, go fuck yourself. Doesn't exist. <laughs> they're just trying to ride the middle line. They are. That's literally all they... Because they don't want to be associated with South Jersey. Well. They're like, we're Central. Exactly. Because you can't claim North just by geographical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. I See, I only ever know, like, Princeton. That's, that's my reference for New Jersey. That's South Jersey. That's definitely South Jersey. I like to say that Newark Airport is the, the line. Once you hit Newark, anything below Jersey. that is South. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess like Atlantic City and Asbury Park, I am also aware of. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like my, my college days were spent like, oh, I'm going to follow this professor to this lecture tour because I was that obnoxious child. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I took a lot of trains out to Princeton. Nice. Well, we've gone from musicals to cartoons, and now to lesbians. Can you guess who picked which movie? (laughs) That's so funny that you put it that way. Yeah, that's Um, very us. But yeah, we we are rounding out our iconic trio of the the Make Blank Watch series. Um, And this is Lindsay's pick. I'd like to think we saved the best for last. Yeah, I think so. I think we did. I I can't believe I hadn't seen this movie. Yeah, neither have I. Um, I'm not sure why, but... I know, Perhaps it was the timing, and or, or, or perhaps, I, I don't know, maybe I just have a thing against lesbians, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like for me, it was one of those things that, like, gay things weren't allowed in my house growing yeah. up, so I did not know of it. It is definitely celebrating queer culture, it's a movie that gets to be camp, and also give it, like, a, a nice little story to it, so they definitely, no one in my life wanted me to see this film. Until right. now, I guess. Well, I can't wait to share how I got this into my house, because I oh, also didn't want it known that I was watching gay movies well, at the time. Yeah. I mean, the title doesn't explicitly say that it is a gay film. Not but at if all. if you know anything about it, it 100% is. Right. Like, even if you look at the cover, it's like, oh, that's okay. questionable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Do you want to share how you were introduced to this film? Sure, sure. So, I mean, I was introduced to it, you know, through every queer woman I ever met, just talking about it and whatever. But uh, this was at the time when Netflix had the mail-in DVDs. yeah. Right? And so my way of watching any gay movie was um, to, to look at the queue and knowing the like the day that the new DVDs would be sent, when my dad would go in and check the queue, I would go in right after him and move something I wanted to the top of the list. And I would check the mail multiple times a day. So and I would devious. give him his two movies and I would get my third. And then he's like, I swear we get three for these. And I would convince him, no, we didn't. We only get two, dad. Don't you know? Very smart, Lindsay. Um, so that's, that's also why a lot of the gay movies I watched were foreign films. My parents, as it turns out, do not speak a lot of languages that aren't English. They didn't question it. They didn't question what... I have. A, I know a lot of gay Bollywood movies. Oh. Ah, it's a whole thing. We'll do a series on that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's how I snuck this one into my house. Well, nice. Well, let, let me give you the cold hard facts about the movie. Um, it stars Natasha Lyonne, Clea Duvall, Melanie Linsky, Eddie Sebrin, Kathy Mariotti, and... RuPaul Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, credited as RuPaul, RuPaul Charles. Charles. Back when he had a last name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Jamie Babbitt. The music is Pat Irwin. It was released on September 12th, 1999, which is a, probably a reason why I was not aware of this movie, because 1999, all I was listening to was Steps. So clearly I wasn't a gay child. Yeah, I was definitely knee-deep in Pokemon in 99, yeah. I think. I, I, I was um, listening to Steps and 18s and... Just liking upbeat, fast music from international pop stars that were clearly gay. I was scorned by international pop stars. Um, you know, 99 was the post-breakup of the most successful girl group of all time, mm-hmm. the Spice Girls. And I still hold Jerry Halliwell slightly responsible for that, even though she has apologized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I couldn't give myself into going into more international pop stars or girl groups for that matter. I was like, they broke my heart. Also... Everyone found that I was gay because I listened to it. So I had to be like, I'm just going to do what everyone else does and play with these, you know, Japanese monsters on cards. The most heterosexual. Yeah, most heterosexual. Obviously. Obviously. So every time we we discuss the synopsis of the movie and Mm -hmm. um, this is, we're going to, you'll determine which is the more accurate one, the one from YouTube (laughs) or the one I thought it was about. So this is from YouTube. Natasha Lyonne from Orange is the New Black leads this wickedly funny coming-of-age comedy. Megan is a high schooler with a passion for cheerleading. She just happens to be more attracted to the girls on her squad than the boys on the field. Fearing Megan is a lesbian, her parents send her to the True Directions camp to be reoriented. But this camp's plan to change Megan backfires as she and a colorful group of campers defend their sexuality and turn True Directions up, down, and all around. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. What I thought it was about, the Nikki prequel to Orange the New Black. (laughs) See, I don't know Orange is the New Black, so I'm going to be so in the dark on all these references. Um, Nikki is a really good character. Natasha Leon was, I think, severely underrated because there just were so many stars on that show and so many incredible characters. They're made stars. But, But Nikki really was the lesbian character who really taught the others who weren't necessarily gay how to... Be gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the yeah. educator. There is the excellent line that we'll get to, I'm sure, uh, later on in the movie that sort of sets up for that. Yeah. Can you teach me how to be a lesbian? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of fitting. And like, so I that was my pre-movie um, synopsis and watching it. I was like, it could actually be a Nikki prequel. 
Yeah, I've also described it as um, RuPaul can only play so straight. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's true. Yeah, um, he was really trying, actually. And the facial hair, I was convinced by. So, there you go. Yeah. Positive reviews. Was, was, that, a, was that real, or was that a lace front? Uh, well, <laughs> I literally was thinking about it. I was not <laughs> sure. And I think that it is possible the mustache above the lip was real, but from the chin strap part, probably wasn't. Wouldn't you think that she gets, like, lasered and not have Oh, that? it's definitely you know lasered I mean? away. There's like, not a similar But by this body. point... Maybe well, then yeah, she spent a few months to grow that out. That's that's fair. I thought it was just a misplaced merkin. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it is this movie. <laughs> so I have some jaw-dropping facts about the movie. Would you like to hear some? Yes. But I'm a Cheerleader was Jamie Babbitt's first feature film. It was inspired by an article about conversion therapy and her childhood familiarity with rehabilitation programs. It was initially rated NC-17, until Babbitt made some cuts to allow it to be rated R. What did she have to cut? Any mention of a woman going down on another woman and a shot depicting Megan masturbating. Wow. Of course. Mm -hmm. Fuck you guys. The day before shooting, Natasha Lyonne had gotten drunk and was tattooed on the back of her shoulder at a shop on Hollywood Boulevard. Babbitt was very upset because Lyonne had to film scenes in a sports bra during cheer routines. Yeah. Babbitt asked how could she do this. Lyonne responded... I don't know what happened. <laughs> wow. That's so fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Melanie Linsky was Jamie Babbitt's first choice to play Hillary after she had seen her in Heavenly Creatures and Ever After, a Cinderella story. Additionally, Linsky had already worked with Natasha Lyonne in Detroit Rock, Detroit Rock City. Okay, okay. Jamie Babbitt would go on to work with RuPaul on Girl Boss and Natasha Lyonne on Russian Doll. Oh, work. You want to know who the first choice was for the role of Mike? Hmm. Arsenio Hall. Oh! But he turned that. it down because he was uncomfortable with a gay-themed character. Understandable. Oof. Well, bro. But you know what? I don't think it hurt his career turning down this movie, actually. I think it's probably fine. Also, how far how far we've come. Yes. From, uh, finally, we had gay actors playing gay roles, and now we're now trying we to go back to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rosario Dawson. Yes. was briefly considered as Megan, but executive producers persuaded Babbitt that Dawson, who is Hispanic, would not be right for the all-American cheerleader. God, I hate people. Babbitt made a conscious effort to cast people of color for minor roles in an effort to combat what she describes as racism at every level of movie making. 100% work. Work. So, I want more Babbitt projects. There was a great interview that she and Clea Duvall did about this not that long ago. Really? Yeah, where apparently Clea Duvall went to bat for Rosario Dawson in this as well. Wow. Um, and then, you know, like, not that they weren't happy with Natasha Leone, Clea then recommended great. her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, like, they went all in on Rosario Dawson really trying for her. Kathy Moriarty asks a character if she wants to be a, quote, raging bull dyke. <laughs> Moriarty... <laughs> received an Oscar nomination for her role in Raging Bull. Oh. Oh. Funny, right? That is funny. So the song that Rock is dancing to is Party Train by RuPaul. Yes, of course. Clocked it. Um, Clea Duvall and Natasha Lyonne appeared as guest judges on RuPaul's show, RuPaul's Drag Race, in season 11. Oh, both in the same season? Mm -hmm. Clea Duvall was on the Snatch Game episode with Tony Hale. Okay, yeah, because they did a Veep Snatch Game. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the film has different titles in various countries. Uh, they include Girl at Crossroads, 
which is the Italian title. I am a decent girl in Finland. <laughs> and in Hungary, save the pom-pom girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the Italian one, though. Girl at Crossroads. I mm-hmm. mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the Britney Spears film. <laughs> right. Um, so the film won the Audience Award and the Grande Cinefage Award at the 2000 Créatel International Women's Film Festival, wow. an annual French festival which showcases the work of female directors. That's awesome. I didn't know Ariana Grande gave out film awards. <laughs> Good for her. From time to time. Um, the 2005 New York Theater Festival, also known as Nymph, featured a musical stage adaptation of But I'm a Cheerleader, written by Bill Augustine and Andrew, Andrew Abrams. That is correct. That is totally what needs to happen. We need to do that again. Can you guys bring well, that we, back, please? We, we'll discuss that later. Oh, okay. okay. Um, remember when I said I had a brilliant idea? Oh. Um, but yeah, Nymph, for those who are unfamiliar with my life journey, I had a musical in Nymph once upon a time. We were, we were holding for applause. Yeah, 2017. I, w- I was the writer. Um, and finally... Uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Television series was in development with stars in 2018, but nothing has since come. Oh my gosh, it was probably shut down because of Covicia. Maybe. You know, but, all this panorama we're doing stalled a lot of things. So those are your facts about the movie. Anything fun you learned besides Hollywood being racist? Yeah, I did not know the Rosario Dawson thing. I mean, I actually did not know a lot about this movie beforehand. Uh, I've heard that it was cult classic. Everyone always mentions it and references it, and it's one of those things that I feel shame for not having mm-hmm. seen, but uh, I mean, I'm a fucking film major. I've seen a lot of movies, okay, people? But I was not aware of all of these informations about it, and I really, I'm kind of in love and want to watch it again when I get home tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good movie. I mean, right now it's free on YouTube, so you can all watch it. There was um, also a very recent re-release of it, an anniversary release of a director's cut, um, and it had a couple of extra scenes that hopefully I'll be able to provide commentary on when we actually go through it a little bit closer to scene by scene. Highly, highly recommend that. Um, I think that's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Cool. And they have things that talk a little bit more about the facts that you just gave, that talk a little bit more about um, like some of the some of the worldwide reception of it. And, uh, definitely talk a lot more about the very explicit casting choices they made. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. And I, I'll, I'm, we'll, we'll probably talk more about the movie itself and... and gender roles and just sexual orientation roles but i almost wonder if this film would have been more well received in the media if it was about two gay men oh yeah so it's very very interesting because at that in 1999 mm -mm. i don't know i mean don't you feel like there was a movement of, of a time where lesbianism was more palpable in the media because straight men wanted to see two girls kiss. Like there was a whole shift of, Oh, you can show lesbians, but not gay men at one point. Well, there was a huge, for, for a lot of time, I guess, lesbian representation in media was specifically for that. It was, it was very much like that, that whole concept of, um, men do women appear. Right. Yes. And so it was always, through the lens of this sort of like heteronormative, this this very straight movie, right? Like I'm thinking Chasing Amy, for example. Yeah, oh yeah. Very, very straight. And they're watching this girl, you know, and and sort of trying to un-lesbian her. They're, you know, yes. She only exists as a lesbian as this sort of piece of Turnable, erotica for them. Yeah. Uh, but not a lot of lesbian empowerment, not a lot of queer women existing as queer women for themselves. 
And I mean, this also was the around the time of we'll, we'll throw in the stereotypes of it. This was around the time of Lilith Fair mm-hmm. and and all of that. And I mean, I remember my mom having a Lilith Fair uh, album and listening to it and realizing who was part of this and who attended. Um, but yeah, media and and uh, lesbians in general just aren't as prevalent and and well respected as you know movie about a gay guy especially now that we've gotten to this point yeah looking back at having a queer coded lesbians as the leads feature where has it that was 99 we have come a long way and where has that been since right you know i mean i said it when we all got together earlier i was talking about it with other friends you can name you know however many campy gay movies off the top of your head most of them bad and we love them in their own ways uh Name another one that centers queer women. Another fun, slash lighthearted, campy gay movie centering queer women. Okay, so the, the obviously only... not Boys Don't Cry, right? No. <laughs> no, no. No, but uh, coincidentally, ironically, probably, it's not necessarily as campy, but the, the only movie recently is Clea Duvall's uh, Christmas movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that wasn't Happiest done... season, and it wasn't yeah. even that happy. No, 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 no. Yeah. And and I've so, got a lot of problematic reviews within the community, but I'm of I'm of the world where I just think we need to be able to see each other on screen. Yeah. Because if I had seen this in '99, I swear to God, I would have been more empowered person, and I wouldn't have yeah. been feared. Like I think that going to a camp like that was a legitimate fear. My parents would have sent me away. That's why I had to wait until I moved to New York to even come out. Yeah. yeah. So have, knowing that there was a reality outside of that and that you could just exist and even in, if it's in a campy way i also don't think i understood camp as like a preacher sure. so i would have just taken it at face value i i really wish i would have seen this before and we need more material like that and then as you say in a happy you know light-hearted way so that the kids who are confused out there can see something and just be like oh work i can be on screen too right and so you know like when i posed this question first it was posed to me at a party with you know when i say party i mean Four vaccinated people in a room, because that's what that means now. An evening together. Right, at a party where we watched two movies and sat six feet apart. The same people you've seen every weekend for the past Exactly, the same people we've seen. Anyway, um, it was, you know, so we posed this question of name one other, and someone said, blue is the warmest color. I'm like, that is none of the things I just asked. What about Carol? Also not campy or... I didn't see it. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Or or lighthearted or fun in any way, shape, or form. It's a really depressing thing. Like, Mm -hmm. any lesbian movie other than this that I've seen, except the recent holiday one, is really fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, there's that line. Either it was really campy or it was a sob story because it's like, we can't just live a normal life and just want a happy ending because that's not enough for a movie. Right. You know what? I'll take campy. Just give me another Just one. Give me something happy. Yeah. And that's something I wrote down later on when we'll, we'll probably get to it, but I think totally this movie was very interesting and very confusing. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I wrote that this is very much uh, John Waters' light. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then when yeah. she went more dramatic, I was like, but that doesn't fit It doesn't tone. fit that genre, yeah. Yeah. So it, it got a little confusing. I think that's where the reviews were so negative because... Um, I believe uh, um, from Rotten Tomatoes, it got 40% on 85 reviews and is rated a 4.96 out of 10. Oh. 
I wouldn't give it up a low five, but also like, who's rating this? Is this, is are the are queer right. people rating no, this? Those reviews so were based on nineteen ninety nine, right? So I think it was very interesting, and I think we should dive into the movie a little For bit. Sure. Let's. Um, that opening is very nineties, um, between just the fonts and the colors mm-hmm. and the montage of the cheerleading. Yes. Um, but this is when we officially see that it is RuPaul Charles that we're going by the the real name and not the stage name. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the the acting move. Darling. Yeah, um, I don't know what he was credited as in the Brady Bunch movie. I think it's also RuPaul Charles. Okay, because yeah. uh, in that one it was Brady on that. I watched that recently during the pandemic. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I sure. Fell asleep though. Um, but yeah, cheerleading. I w- I was never a cheerleader. Didn't really care for cheerleading. Obsessed with cheerleading. Um, my, I dated a cheerleader once, but that's about it. My I mom was a cheerleader too. freshman year. I but yeah. we dated the same cheerleader. Well, no, I don't think we dated Carly, but shout out to her. She's amazing. Love her. Uh, but yeah, so this felt very much like it's a 90s film. Just the hair, the, the, the outfits, everything was 90s about it. But we did get a, um, a spotting that is Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, not of Destiny's Child fame. Of Dawson's um, Creek. Yes, because this is a reminder, this film is very, very white. So that's yeah. why we had white Michelle Williams. Of course. I mean... She doesn't really matter, but I think she did win an Oscar or something. Yeah, not 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 much to, to talk about, but um, I think the first moment that really was eye opening was this open eye makeout session yes. that Megan is having with her um, boyfriend. To be fair, that kiss would also make me swear off men. Yeah, he was um, messy and sloppy. Is it mad that I kind of wanted to teach him? I was like, I could do, I could fix this. Oh, you would, you would fix it. I would leave. Now, I, I, I can't really remember much of my kissing experience in high school, but I don't think I was good either. Yeah, um, but did you unhinge your jaw and try to devour? No, I did not try well, to do that. <laughs> well, well, no. Yeah, we ha- everyone has to learn at some point. She should have just told him. Yeah, right. Um, but this is our first moment where we, we, she's learning that she's not fantasizing about the dick, but she's fantasizing about boobies. I will say, I watched that scene, you know, like when I watched Mm -hmm. it when I was younger, I was thinking it was more of like a, you're thinking about what you were just doing, not what you are doing right now. Because, you know, she was just cheerleading and it's flashing back to the moments of her cheerleading. Okay, I can see Granted, it's flashing back to the clips we just saw, zooming in on... The boobies. The boobies. There were nips-specific shots. There were a lot of those moments, but to me it was more like when you're thinking about doing the laundry, you know, like, what? it's it's just like, eh, I'm not into this. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I don't think she was trying to get aroused, is my point. I thought right. that as somebody who had just wa- who was just watching it with no context for the first time, I was like, okay, that's what this movie is about. It was very clear. Her eyes are open. She's not into it. Well, oh, maybe this? She's like trying to think about something that she likes, whether it be what she was just doing or the body. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I took it, because uh, like, uh, there's definitely been experiences when I'm with someone and I'm like, you're not doing it for me, so let me try to think about something else so we can just get this over with and goodbye. Yep. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Well, she says, you know, shortly thereafter when chatting with someone, maybe he just doesn't do it right. Yeah. She's confused. She's not sure. Again, yeah. I maintain I would also not like men if that was my experience with that. That's true. 
Um, the cheerleading uniforms are orange, which um, is very funny because later she did wear orange on Orange and New Black. Oh, wow. Ah! Full yeah. circle. I'm telling you, this prequel is all working out. It was my high school colors, so I felt, you know, kindred spirits with Natasha. Um, we don't really get much in the high school, um, but it de- very much feels like that typical 90s high school. Locker scene. Um, yeah, the lockers. I am not one who decorated my locker inside, uh, mostly because when I got to high school, I don't think I ever went to my locker. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a locker in high school. I kept everything in my trunk. Yeah, I, I was not someone who was going to the locker and hanging out there. I was like, I'm going to class. I'm going to see people on my way and get in there the second the bell rings. You remember, did you ever, like, walk somebody's things to their locker for them, like, in between classes because you were trying to be nice and impress a girl? No. Oh. Okay, never mind. I would walk <laughs> with someone to their locker. Yeah. And you didn't, like, carry her books? I always had my hands full of my own books. I was being taken advantage of. I understand this now. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, but I also was that obnoxious person that had, like, my huge stack of books. I'm using my hands that you cannot see. I had, like, a two-foot stack of books. I couldn't have added one more thing. I already couldn't see over it. You were very literary. So this movie has very antiquated ideals in it, very much um, stuck in the past. Um, one thing that stood out for me that was um, interesting was, this is a 90 film, the hairnet to sleep. Was that really a thing? Do people still do that then? It had its moment. I just didn't. Yeah, I've never I mean, seen someone but like a lunch lady wear that style right. hairnet. No, it fully had a moment where it came back. For a little, little Probably bit. in this Lilith Fair time. Yeah, okay. yeah. It had a moment. Yeah, so that moment, like, because it, it, it felt very, like, 60s, and then when you meet her parents, you're like, you are stuck in a time period. Mm-hmm. And that's when I felt the movie was starting to feel very um, John Waters-esque, because they they didn't feel like real parents, they felt like caricatures. Yeah. Especially the dad. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll something about the whole tone of the, the pastels, the way Natasha is oh, done absolutely. up, it actually gives me a little Valley of the Dolls, yeah. in a sense. Like, it's... It's this sort of uh, picture-perfect fantasy gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely see this kind of, like, merging of genres in there. That's Waters definitely comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the parents are awful, so... Yeah, so we are about to see the parents, and the next morning, um, they're prepared. They're ready to do it. And what are they going to do? They're, they're sending her to conversion therapy camp. Um, they know. And we'll, we'll soon learn what they... Um, Believed to be the signs of lesbianism. The best yes. parts. Um, but yeah, so the parents are going to do it. Everyone's a part of it. Yeah, and then it's a fucking intervention. It's, it's not just like a parents, we have concerns. It's a fucking intervention. Oh, and yeah. This is a very real concern for queer children. And I don't know now because I'm not a queer child. But when I was, it was, oh, well, everyone's going to just turn against you and plot to send you away. Yeah. Including her best friend, played yes. by Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, how could you? I think just lurking behind every queer person is Michelle Williams, ready to turn them in. I, I, I forgive her. And it's obviously Michelle Williams is very vengeful because she liked the boyfriend too. Yes, mm-hmm. and she was probably like, stop looking at me because, uh, you know, I, I do this to be objectified and how dare you objectify me as a woman. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going back or forward or if we're right at this moment, but... You know, Michelle Williams is turning on her. There's that moment when they're at their lockers. Why does Megan not close her locker? 
I don't get that either. She just opened back up. The, she was able to just open her friend's locker back up. She didn't spin the combination. It's like she's never been to school before. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, for the lack of clarity, Michelle Williams just goes right up to Megan's locker. Just opens it just up. Just opens it and takes the, you know, images of other girls. As proof. As proof yeah. of Megan's lesbianism over the yeah. intervention. So, we're getting to the intervention, and before Megan gets home, the, the all parties have to show up, including we see a pink van um, um, because, you know, colors are gender. Yes. Um, and it's driven by RuPaul, who is sporting a goatee, as we discussed. All blue outfit. Yeah. Um, with a t-shirt that says, straight is great. Yep. Ew. Ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a great appearance. Everyone in the audience was cheering. The canned applause sounded wonderful. <laughs> the studio audience, you know, gave the correct amount of facial reactions. And everyone was excited that RuPaul showed up and yeah. wasn't wearing drag because something got lost in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> or Raven was stuck in quarantine. Anyway, um, RuPaul trying to be straight. Um, that is like the bad acting challenges on Drag Race. Oh my god. That's that's the inspiration for it, truly. Oh, fully. Have they done an I Am A Cheerleader challenge? I'd really like to see that. Um, I don't think they have. They have They've done a cheerleading challenge, but I don't mean, like, let's break somebody's knee and make queens do something they never have to do ever in their professional right. life. Let's do something campy and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what drag is about. Let's escape conversion therapy. No. Let's, yeah, <laughs> escape from conversion therapy, the underground gay railroad story. Yes. So, there, when, when Megan does get home, everyone is kind of doing this with, um, like, with mitts on. They're trying to be very delicate. Except for Mother. Nancy is just like, honey, we think you're a lesbian. I She made me laugh during the scene, the Mother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As despicable as she is, she was really great comedy through the whole film. And that's that's kind of where I... I loved both the parents and I hated them. Like, obviously, yes. you know, you hate them for what they are. God, they were so good at being those characters. Um, and then RuPaul has a really fun line. Um, now I'm an ex-gay, Megan. Mm-hmm. Back then, I'm sure, like, it would have been funny. It was probably funnier. Now it's just like, no, 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 ma'am. I can't believe this. You, you, you can't get past the acting. This scene had that, like, John Waters feel because it's very dark. They're, yeah. they're literally interventioning this girl. Oh, yeah. But when her mom shows that bag and says, you've been trying to make us eat this and it's tofu. Yes. I'm I'm cackling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it, yeah. he, it's comedy and you're uncomfortable. I'm happy about that, that this happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Tofu and photos of girls and Melissa Etheridge are signs of lesbianism. Yes. And let's, let's point out what the photos of Melissa Etheridge were called. Uh, lesbian paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Lesbian iconography. Uh, gay iconography was the next one. Oh, gay iconography. But lesbian paraphernalia, paraphernalia. that became my phrase of life. Like, is it a bomb like, shaped like a woman? I need to start collecting like lesbian paraphernalia. Yeah. Where do I find this? <laughs> So basically, she's going to be taken um, to, like, this Homosexuals Anonymous. And I said, that sounds like a glory hole dating app. Well, that's the problem with gay conversion camps. It's like, you're taking a bunch of homosexuals who are putting them together. the same sex and putting them in a room together. Mm-hmm. You're just making a lot of great romantic yeah. stories. Yeah. Meet-cutes, if you will. Um, so we're, Megan is not here for it. She doesn't want to do it, but the parents are going to take her anyway. Um, we get to see them drive, and that car is so 90s. Tale as old as time. Um, mm-hmm. True Direction's house is gay. There's it a lot of pink. It looks cute. I would like to live there. There's like a little tower. Yeah, it, it's oh, very like a Barbie turret. dream house. Right yeah, the oh, turret. I love the turret. Mm-hmm. 
She brought her pom-poms to conversion therapy. I did notice that, yeah. She's a cheerleader. She's very attached what to them. You, 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 yes, but In why? her free time, she's going to make up some cheer. She's probably going to practice because when she gets to go back to school, she wants to be able to still compete in state competitions, of course. I think also, you know, it a part we kind of glossed over in the intro was that that night she was supposed to be leaving for, like, a cheer mm-hmm. retreat. Thing. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. I didn't that. catch that. Okay. Yeah. Exposition. So she was supposed to be leaving for this, like, cheer getaway. That's why when she passes by the bus full of cheerleaders. With the boobs hanging. With the boobs. Oh. They're, they're seductively eating donuts. Okay, like, that makes sense. Yeah, so, I was like, what are they doing there? <laughs> so she was kind of packed and ready to go for that. Okay. Um, But, you know, if... She obviously could have changed what she was bringing. I think in her mind, probably there was still some hope of, like, maybe I can get out of this and still go over to there. Maybe she thought she'd meet another cheerleader there. They could swap pom-poms. So, True Directions, um, every time I um, listen, I was like, New Directions? Is this Glee? What are we doing here? God. Um... There are five steps to this program. Just um, five easy steps. I didn't write them all down because the, some of them I was, just didn't get them uh, word for word, so I didn't write them. But um, the five steps are very interesting. Yeah, the I know the first one. Admit you're a homosexual. Yeah, admit your problem. That's of the first step in anything, actually. Now let let's discuss Mary a little bit. Mary is um, the, the 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 dean of it. How how would we describe her role? What is predatory? Her <laughs> yeah. Well, she well she was this before or after she filmed Casper? That's my question. This is nineteen ninety nine. It'll be after. After okay, so she's very upset that she got bested by what Christina Ricci and a mm-hmm. small child ghost. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so her next best bet is to terrorize homosexuals. Possibly. That's, that's fair. Well, let's let's be real. Kathy Moriarty plays this character in everything. Just about everything. everything. Even Raging Bull, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, the, my only issue with describing her as the dean is she's also the only teacher. Yes. Uh, and the mom of what, the janitor and sometimes student? Yeah. So she runs the school, she's like the, the camp counselor of a small camp, you know? The direct camp director and counselor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, she's doing these things that she believes are, um, going to change how these young children are going to think yet she's describing a woman in a locker room with very 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 sexual um uh, tone uh-huh. um i almost wonder if that is her fantasy it 100 percent is she oh, is yeah. suppressing her because we don't see feelings. a male figure um as a spouse i mean we nope. see a son but we don't know how he got there Correct. yeah that is so interesting well we kind of do at the end but oh, i'll okay. save it for that point um and this is when we will meet um, one of our friends, Hillary, um, and we Megan is going to uh, well, no, Melanie is going to use her natural accent. Why there's a girl from New Zealand in America in this movie, I don't really know. But I think it was because she was white, and they were trying to diversify the, the exactly. valley. They're like, hey, um, she's foreign. Yeah, so that is not an Australian accent, and it's a New Zealand accent, Jeez. and I'm still learning the difference. I know it ha- it's, it's a lot in the vowels. The vowels are a lot um, shorter. Yeah, we don't but... want to offend anyone with bad accents over here. Let's discuss this bedroom that they get to sleep in. All together. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a Harry Potter common room. I know you've only seen like four of mm-hmm. the Make Mike Watch, eight films of that, but... It is like a common room. They all just like sit and face each other. It's very sexual. 
Yeah, it's very pink. Very pink. Very glossy. And again, this is like another moment for me. I was like, this is John Waters. This is something you would see in one of those films. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's big, bright, over the top. And it's supposed to be grounded in reality. And I don't think that would ever be reality anywhere. Was it supposed to be grounded in reality? Yeah, I mean, why would you decorate the, the house that way if you were trying to not make people homosexual? I mean, maybe lesbians hate pink, so it's a good, like, jarring thing for them. Let's take a poll. Lesbians, chime in in the comments, um, like, subscribe section if you hate pink or whatever. I just maintain she was trying to turn them all into lipstick lesbians. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that is what she is kind of. She's like an Avon lady. Yeah. Yes. That's the best description of her. She's trying to start a pyramid scheme here. Conversion (laughs) therapy. Yeah. Now, we we do see that this is not just for lesbians. We get get some gay boys there, too. Um... We we had... The the, the Jew, he's not as gay as the other two. Andre... Totes a homosexual. Love Andre. Clayton totes a homosexual. Yeah, he had, there was no hope for Clayton. When he came out he, of the womb, he was... Yeah. Okay. Um, was his was his root traumatic breasts? No, that was no, Andre. That was the, yeah. yeah. No, that was the Jewish guy. Yeah. Joel. 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 Um, now, here here's my, my, my question. The girls, the, their uniform is very straight. For a female, you 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 could see that on a, a, a straight girl, woman. Sure, yeah. The boys are literally wearing short shorts. It's great. How is that helping? <laughs> it's helping them. It's helping. Oh, RuPaul. it is helping, it's helping RuPaul. Mm-hmm. It's helping RuPaul a lot. What's the yeah. character's name? Uh, Mike. Mike. It's helping Mike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's helping Mike over oh, here a lot. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, so that was really interesting to see how they dress the their their campers. Yeah. I don't think they're trying that hard to convert them, really. <laughs> no, not at all. Like I said, just trying to convert the girls to lipstick lesbians. <laughs> this is the best you can yeah. do. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, we Again, we see this, I'm a homosexual group. This is um, Megan's chance to admit, because they all have admitted. Um, Hillary, not my favorite character. She's a little bit of a pushy um, cunt, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll she, take it. She, she, she's definitely the suck-up. Yes, for sure. And she's always trying to do things secretive. Mm-hmm. So, like, are you trying to get these girls in trouble or what? Yeah, so I think there, there's some discussions of, like, locker rooms and things you've seen. Um, and I guess I should have known I was a homosexual when I was on the swim team because boys and speedos. Mm. Um, fun fact, one of the kids I used to swim with is now uh, a homosexual, too, and we've definitely chatted about how Oh, that's so full cool circle, for you. Full, full, full circle. Love that um, journey. Yeah, he actually is from this area and is, is in town. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, how do I make that happen being stuck at home and unable to drive? But Uber! I'm yeah. oh, sorry, lifts. We'll, 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 we only, we only take lifts. We only take lifts in this house. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it comes to wigs. <laughs> um, Natasha Leon's acting, admitting she's a homo, is acting. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're not sure where she stands in real life. She refuses to say that she's anything but straight. Mm-hmm. I do look forward to the day we get to see that scene. In real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not necessarily a scene, then, as it is a press conference. Oh, I, I think she'll make a scene. <laughs> she <laughs> is Natasha Leo. She, she sure sure is. Uh, um, but, but truly, though, like this is I know you two have not seen this movie prior to today. I think most people have that image of that scene, the breakdown of I'm a homosexual I'm a homosexual like her realizing it for the first time and just 
declaring it over and over again as it sets in. Yeah. Um, would she have won an Oscar for that performance? No. No. <laughs> no. No. This is camp. Yes. We're, not, we're not going for that category. Um, I mean, we've... Listen, we have seen a lot of straight actors win roles for gay parts. Yeah, I mean, Ru- the sad story. Ru- RuPaul could have won an um, Oscar for playing straight. This is brave. And yeah, it was hard. very brave. It's very brave. Very brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we get a little bit of a, a dinner scene. Graham, um, our definite lesbian definite. Group, mm-hmm. uh, is eating fish. Uh, the irony there. It's um, pointed out in the yes, show. Yes, it's, it's, it's probably... Is it sushi? Because she had chopsticks. I wasn't sure what she was exactly eating, but she had chopsticks. I, you know me. I don't do well with fish. Yeah. Neither do I. I, only, I, don't, I don't do fish. No one should eat fish. The fishing industry is destroying the oceans and the planet. They are littering this world with plastic. No one should be eating fish, okay? Is this a seaspiracy? It's, tr- it's just true, okay? Just stop eating fish, people. I'm going to completely segue here and talk about Ratchet for a second. <laughs> And just be like, as a as a queer woman with Lesbians. a with a really really severe seafood allergy, that scene was really confusing for me. Yeah. That scene where she's eating the oysters and it's just the most seductive shit. But I'm like, oh, I would literally die. Like it was very confusing. So that's that's generally how I feel when I watch lesbians eat seafood. I'm like, I get what you're going for. Like I get the analogy here. Yeah. But God, I'm horrified. Can we pick a better thing than fish? Yeah. Um, well, it's also Ryan Murphy, so he was probably going for a little. I mean, hard. that may not, not might not be happy and campy, but at least that's kind of a, a lesbian narrative that we've gotten recently. Ratchet, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. gotta love synth nin. Mm-hmm. This is gonna go towards the point I will continue to make until I die, though. So many people that we consider like. This is an iconic lesbian. This is an iconic gay man. Are actually bisexual. It's like Cynthia. Like Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. Openly bisexual. It, ugh, I could be on this soapbox all day, so I'll move on. Now, at this dinner, we hear that some of these campers really want to be straight. They <laughs> really want to be straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, they just don't want to be ridiculed or killed. Um, and as one of our favorite campers, Jan, says, Really, Princess, you want to start the Kumbaya? Oh, I love Jan. Yeah. In this film. This we will, Jan we will is discuss so Jan a lot. Um, talking about gender roles, um, Mother Mary uh, is talking to her son, uh, Rock, about um, drinking, and Rock can chug me like a man. Hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, her son is just there as bait for all yes. of us. Um, so there is, in this camp, um, when you have these dirty thoughts, um, you are supposed to shock yourself. Yeah, just a quick little tase, electroshock therapy. Yeah, electroshock therapy. therapy. But self-administrated. Yes, otherwise it's unethical. Yeah, hello. Um, our friend Sinead uh, loves to uh, zap herself in the Gucci a lot. Well, I feel like she's doing it because she's doing the rule, right? If you are attracted to women, you're supposed to zap yourself out of it. But she's gotten to a point now where that gets her off. So she just She likes, likes pain, the pain, as she said. Yeah. Right. Well, so it, when they all give their intros, right, uh, we start out with, like, I'm Joel, I'm Jewish, and I'm a homosexual. You know, I'm... Sinead was born in France. That's no, why she's No, no, that was her root. Her intro was, I'm Sinead, I like pain, and I'm a homosexual. Oh, okay. So we know prior she to pain. she likes pain. Yeah. 
then she gets the inversion therapy, which is... Uh, there are many kinks in this community mm-hmm. that will embrace that. No kink shaming here. Mm-mm. Now, now, as as Sinead is doing this, we see that there is a phone call for Megan. Oh, she comes um, with a flashlight? Oh, yeah, so Ma- Mary comes in, no, doesn't turn lights on, she's... That big old flashlight, which I'm sure she's had a lot of fun with... Um, she oh, definitely yeah. comes in and, 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 and tells uh, Megan she's got a phone call. And I guess the only phone is in her bedroom? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She has an office, but it's only in her bedroom. Well, maybe she has to make secretive calls. Now, I would like to talk about the campiness of, campiness of this moment, because Mary is in bed with a guitar and curlers in her hair as Megan is on the phone. She's just trying to von trap it. <laughs> yeah, she's very predatory in this moment. I was like, "Is is this this the the bait? Is is this what's going on here? Um, is that what lesbians do?" Yeah, I was scared for her life. I was like, "Get out of there! Don't talk on that phone." I don't know how I'm feeling about us consistently calling Mary predatory when we've got RuPaul actively ogling these boys. Oh, we'll we'll get to those moments. Okay, oh, believe cool. me. Um, also. What time was this, and why were Megan's parents calling at this time to say they miss her? They probably had a cocktail. It was like 11 p.m. or something. Oh, oh no, Lights Out is midnight, isn't it? So, no, no Lights no, Out is really, midnight at the other yeah. place. Yeah, I was going to say Lights Out. I mean, I, I thought they had an early bedtime. Yeah, I think they do. Wasn't it like 9 o'clock or probably. something? Yeah, so I'm imagining the parents are calling at like 9.30 or 10. Okay. Just like, well, I want to make sure you're not in the middle of something. Yeah, we know we called too late, but... But we didn't want to interrupt. Paying a lot of money to have you electroshock therapied. We didn't want to interrupt the therapy. We did want to interrupt you if you were in bed with another girl. Right. Well, okay. Logistically, that makes sense. So it is the next morning and is now to teach um, our our campers gender roles, what you do as a straight man and straight woman. Vacuum. Step two. So Mary is teaching them how to clean. Um, very sexual. Very, oh, yeah. Everything about it was sexual. Everything about anything a man or a woman ever does is always sexual. Except sex. That's not about sex at yeah. all. Especially in this movie. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, RuPaul, being the predator RuPaul is in this movie, uh, he is fixing a car. He can't even ogle the boys. He's underneath the car. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. And the boys are watching as he is just... They're going in and out and in and out. And it's just, yeah. And for no reason at all, spreading his legs open and shut. He's like, he's talking, he's saying going in and out and in and out while he's changing oil. But each time he says one of those words, his legs either spread wide open or his knees just close. I don't see the problem with this explanation. I I don't know what you're doing when you change car oil. I don't know if you have. I have many a time. First off, that's not the position I do it in. Second, it has only one time involved spreading my legs, and I did not change my oil that day. (laughs) Well, I think that he's uh, coding to something else, obviously. Now, the other thing that um, men are supposed to do is cut wood, obviously. Yes, Mm -hmm. with an axe. Um, Naturally. And one of our boys has a little bit of an issue with the axe and flings it backwards, and they all panic and, and... some take comfort in another. It was hilarious and also mm-hmm. cute. It was very cute uh, because we see, I believe it was uh, Dolph and Clayton holding hands. Yes. And the way they did a little, it was a good um, little and shot. And I do believe Predatory RuPaul, as Mike was uh, on Watching. top of um, Thank you. Andre. That's where he gets Predatory because he is physically holding yes. two of the boys. Yes, yes, yes. 
I was watching the hand-holding of the other boys. I wasn't paying attention to RuPaul on screen. Um, now, the gay imagery throughout this camp, accidental or not, obviously not accidental to our eyes, but to them, this is where we see um, these cutouts um, of these boys, and one of them is presumably on their knees, and there's a hose, and... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, very gay. Very, very, very gay. This is also when I decided that Clayton is very cute. And are we, is anyone shocked here? Not at all. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Michael. Did we set rules for a drinking game? Did we go and drink when, when Michael Twinks had are mentioned. Yeah. Well, guess what? We learned that the best thing about being a heterosexual is friendship. Too bad gay friendships are impossible because you just want them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's not true. Uh, but... Well, to be fair, uh, it is a known fact that bisexuals cannot have friends. So, yeah. And pansexuals, we're not going to talk about at this moment. We're going to hold that for another debate. Also have no friends. None of us can have friends. You're not allowed, actually. We can't. We're attracted to everyone and thus no friends. You can be friends with the forest animals and the trees. We can be friends with asexuals. What about nymphs and satyrs? Mm -hmm, It's true. Okay. So... One of my another line that I thought was really funny. Uh, women have roles. Once you learn that you'll stop. Once you learn that you stop objectifying them. Oof. I love that line. Yeah. Because I usually objectify men for their roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we we do now learn that Graham um, is Megan's temptation in this little camp. There is we're getting some little seeds of love going on here. Um, now Eddie Sabrian is playing rock. And I never cared for him because of how awful he was to Leanne Rhymes. But in this movie, I will take him. Um, the booty shorts with the rake. Uh, you want to talk about objectifying, and um, he was gladly objectifying himself. Okay, you're mad at him because of Leanne Rhymes, but not because of what he did to Brandy Glanville when okay, he fine. left her and their children to go to Leanne Rhymes. That's true. Leanne Rhymes was a masked singer. Sorry, spoiler alert. She's fine. <laughs> I mean... Why has Brandy been on the Masked Singer? That would be great. Uh, Brandy Glanville, <laughs> will you please go on the Masked Singer? You did so well on the Celebrity Apprentice. I think it's time. And uh, Celebrity Big Brother. No, she was terrible on that. Actually, I didn't see. Oh, she was terrible. Um, but yeah, Eddie Sabrian has not had a great life in the 21st century. But who is he in this movie? Um, the Sun. Really? Yeah. Oh damn! Now I'm so angry at myself for being attracted mm, yeah. to him. Um. So another uh, job that women obviously have is they are the sole um, person who should be changing a baby. Yes. Naturally. Exactly. Never should a man practice changing a baby. Never. Like according to this um, movie. Oh, we got to talk about that baby, though. Let's it's talk gray. about It's gray. It's a gray baby. It's the gray baby. And uh, when you squeeze it... It's purple. Octopus ink apparently comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... P is of a opaque black style. Maybe it's full of... Um, the fame, the Lady Gaga perfume that's black. Yeah. Liquid. Yeah. We don't know. Yep. Uh, and, and just like with real babies, it's when you get into an argument and squeeze the baby that it, it just pees, pees yes. across the room. Yeah. Well, maybe they squeezed its head off and that was some black blood. We don't know. We didn't see the other shot, the white shot. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I do want to admit that I do have a fear of changing a child. Really? Um, I just don't think I would be good at it. I think you'd be, be great at it. Um, so when that time finally comes, I hope I have enough money to have a nanny. To oh, it. please. When that time comes for me, I'm going to make you change a baby. No, please don't. Yeah, we're going to coach you, you through it at just some once. point and get fine. you to change a baby just so that you can overcome this fear. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll be with you every step. It's a away. reasonable thing. I you. promise they won't squirt you with octopus ink. Oh, thank you, thank you. You might get peed on, and definitely shit will be on your hand. But yeah, other that, than that, that, that's probably the fear. There's wipes and uh, you know hand sanitizer. You can wash your hands in a sink. Like we many all people are doing do multiple times year. a day. Yeah, apparently nobody washed their hands before 2020. <laughs> nope. Um, speaking of things that are scary, um, all the kids have to do group family therapy. Terrifying. What the fuck? How is this helpful? It's not. It's one thing to have one-on-one family therapy, which is also horrifying. Group family therapy? Group family therapy is... Ugh. Well, maybe you will see that other families are way more fucked up than yours, and you won't feel as bad, but that's the only positive I can get out of this. Oh. Yeah, um, so we do get to see um, everyone's... Um, Parents, and they are going for a couple stereotypes in this moment. Okay, yeah. Um, including Andre's father, who is sporting a sombrero. It's a cowboy hat. It's a, okay, cowboy hat, sure. Um, the Jewish parents are very Jewy. The The fact that Joel had a yarmulke with his name embroidered on it Correct. was special to me. Yes. Um, yeah, and then we, we get to see... The waspy parents? Yes. Uh, Graham's parents are terrible humans. Well, her father and stepmother that right. we learn later, right? You don't... Yeah, that's unclear yeah. in this scene, but... Um, as they say, no college, no car, no trust money because of gay things. I mean... I feel like that's kind of a, an unfortunate standard. Yeah. It's a truth. Yeah, yeah, it's a truth. It's a truth. Um, it's a true trope. Yeah. Uh, that's because... Um, people can be really awful and they sometimes want to make other people feel awful because they're, you know, bad people. Now, in, in this moment, we the, the, the children are forced to basically explain why they became homosexuals. And Megan can't really pinpoint it uh, until Mary kind of decides that it's her parents' lack of gender roles is why she's a lesbian. Oh, yes. Okay, so I think we were, like, either laughing or chatting through this, but this is a scene I've watched countless times and I'm obsessed with it. Um, so, Megan says, I think I had some confusion about gender roles. We've always been this Christmas card family. And then there was that year that Dad lost his job. Oh, but it was only nine months. And Mom was the breadwinner. And I think I just got kind of confused. confused. And, uh... And then that's when Mary steps in and said, of course, your father was totally emasculated. She's like, no, wait, that's not what I said. And your mother was domineering. She's like, also not what I said. And you wanted to emulate your mother because you had no respect for your father. I think you're missing the point. You have found your root. And it's just this like... Tirade. Yeah, it's this perfect moment of... I had a kernel of an idea, and you took it in a really interesting direction, Mary. What do you think Mary's degree is in? I think it's in acting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in psychology. I'm going to guess it's of in... Of animals. Yeah. Do we know that she has a degree? We don't, but I'm assuming, like... She got an MRS degree. Yeah, she, right. she is not trained in, in this at all. Yeah, I'm going to guess she has a degree in literature. Yeah. She has a, the Avenue Q degree. She's got a BA in English. She read, she read a Virginia Woolf and was like, no! Yeah. She had to drop out of school because she was becoming too lesbian. Yes. So Megan is uh, in the process of writing a cheer, and it is about God. I love God cheers. Yes. And Graham's not feeling it because Graham says, 
Cheers make girls do cartwheels. Orgasms make people feel good. So, this is one of the good director's cut scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the parent group therapy scene, uh, when, when Mary has done the, you have found your root, she then says, your assignment is to write a song. And Megan asks if she can write a cheer instead. Um, and so that's how she's gone from writing a song to, to suddenly writing a cheer. Writing a cheer. Um, and then in a, in a following scene that has been deleted, uh, it shows her delivering this cheer at a campfire, which is, in fact, the cheer she was writing. Okay. Uh, which, you know, I don't know if you have it written down, if you would like to recite it. No, I did not write it down. No it problem. is two, four, six, eight, God is good, God is straight. And, uh... Checks out. So it, it shows her reciting this at a campfire while Mary plays the acoustic guitar that we saw in her bedroom oh. in that first scene. All right. There, there we go. The There's happiness of it all. No, like, I want to... Uh, Point it out. This movie is not very filled with religion, which I find very interesting, especially with yes. conversion therapy, because that's usually a, they're tied usually together. A deal. Not here, and I find it, and I feel like that's why this movie feels a little more accessible. Yeah, I agree, and I I appreciated that. Yeah. Jamie Babbitt actually talks about that in one of the interviews in the director's cut. So highly recommend watching that. Yeah, very interesting. But we learn a little, we get a little bit of vulnerability from Graham um, as we learn that she got caught with her friend doing what, you know, thinks they were doing, and that's why she's here. Um, and then we get to this moment where, you know, no touching. And I was like, how very Orange is New Black and also Arrested Development, Rest in Peace, Jessica Walter. Oh. Um, how dare you leave her out of the memoriam at the Oscars? Fuck you. Um, it was a rush job. It was terrible. I'm not defending him. I don't know who that editor was. It could have been a them. It was terrible. But, um, yeah, this is really the moment where um, the relationship starts to pick up a little more steam because Megan is crushing on Graham. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we know this because um, when they're in the bathroom and and we see a slow-mo water drinking from Graham, you know, she's starting to fantasize. Mm -hmm. Any slow-mo scene of Mm -hmm. something up close. A woman does something slowly. It's It's obviously about attraction. And then she's lying in bed and starts to dream of the two of them making out. Mm -hmm. So obviously she's got to grab that zapper. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because Sinead loves doing it, Megan's gonna do it, try it too. But doesn't she, like, oh, I need to get out of here to do it? Mm-hmm. She does, and she goes to the unlocked office of Mary, because why, why not? not? There. And guess what she finds there? She finds... Hang on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Before we talk about what she finds there, apparently it had an NC-17 rating because it wasn't supposed to include people masturbating, specifically women masturbating, and yet, this scene, she is masturbating. And it's not even hidden. But it's, it's very... But it's waist up. Yeah. You see her hand moving. Mm-hmm. You see it, but the, the, it, it is... That slight edit is how so that's, it gets it. All right. So um, my question is, she was saying something. And it looked like a chant or like a Hail Mary or some some sort of a... Um, I don't know. It, it was something that I feel like was to ease her guilt. Do we know what she was saying? I don't know. I didn't catch up. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. I wasn't sure if she was, like, doing, like, a fantasy thing, like, whispering Graham, or if she was doing, like, a trying to talk herself out of it punishment because thing. I think it's the same thing that she's doing in an upcoming scene for a field trip. Huh. Um, but we'll we'll discuss that when we get there. Okay. I'm just trying to, to 
zero in on it. And I know you have some understanding of religion, Heidi, so I'm not sure right. if there's a, a moment there that I'm missing. Well, anyway, under the glass table that Mary has, um, she catches Dolph and Clayton making out. Um, I didn't catch who was the top and who was the bottom, but I have pretty I good idea. I think we all know who's who. Um, but yeah, so... that's stereotype. Yeah. Um, Megan's a little shocked, so she starts screaming, and that's when everyone gets alerted by it. Jerk, Megan. Yeah. Um, you were uh, literally masturbating about thoughts of a woman. You couldn't let those two boys get their jollies she, off. She was spooked. Secret. Um, but th- this causes, um, some things to happen, because Mike believed in Dolph, uh, to get clean, but he didn't believe in Clayton. There was yeah, no, no there hope was for that no kid. no hope for that kid. I mean, look at him. Um, so he is stuck going to solitary, which is literally a fucking doghouse. Yeah, it's a doghouse, and I think it's so cute. Well, it's yeah, got a little Clayton fence. Clayton goes to solitary. That's what he said. That's what I said. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, um, and he's not a short kid. He's pretty fucking tall. Mm-hmm. Um. would be like sending Allegra White, or yeah, Allegra yeah. White to, to a literal doghouse. Or yes. dollhouse, even. Um, but yes, Dolph is kicked out, and that sucks, because not only is he kicked out of the, this house, he is kicked out of in, of his own house, and again, as campy as the film is, that's reality. That is what yes. happens to some of these children when they are forced in a situation like this. It is time for demystifying the opposite sex, which involves watching a movie on gender roles. This is a step... Three, I think? This is four, four actually. I believe. Four. Oh, what was step three? Oh, friendships. Yeah, fr- friendships. Um, yeah, this is really interesting again because no one is paying attention, but Graham is caressing Megan a little bit and she's liking it, and temptation is real and love is love. So that was that was sort of the moment for me that, you know, we all watch a movie like this um and kind of see ourselves in it, right? Um and that was a huge moment for me. I had a really close friend um, at the time I saw this. I didn't see it when it first came out. Had I seen it when it first came out, I think I would have been like a, just a smidge too young. Right. Um, around the time I saw this, I had a really close friend. And it, it's much more socially acceptable for two women to be physically affectionate with one another and for it to not be yeah. romantic. Um, but I had that sort of like, is this something more? And, and that just gently touching each other's arms, that was my, like, yes, it's something more. That's when it clicked for me. So seeing that on screen as well was that, yep, that's exactly what that is. It's that really sweet, tender moment, that, like, beautiful, intimate, not sexual, but just there's something infinitely sweet about that. Yeah, I mean, because I don't want to uh, have played through the dare here and, and, have, and share my moments of... Um what intimacy is for me, but it is, it is those, those non-sexual moments of doing something with someone that you're like, what is this? This is something you wouldn't do with anybody else. Yeah. And in so. my case, it was also in class that we weren't paying much attention to. Yeah. That's that. that hey, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I do ask a question. Have there ever been any successful conversions from this place? Yeah. There, I, there well, no, I'm sorry. RuPaul. Obviously. Obviously, Mike. Yeah, RuPaul. Yeah, Great. the ex-gay RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all going to go sneak out. Um, I don't know how we got to this point of them calling for the um, their their uh, 
gave they sent the they the sent flyer. the flyer they sent a okay. little airplane a paper airplane, a paper airplane flew um, by and she read it and but, then it was it Andre and he's like it's nothing he's just trash and he puts it in his pocket yeah, yeah. but yeah. before we get to that part he's so cute we have to we have to still go back to that classroom where we're demystifying sure and this to me is where Mary says everything about her life um Dan touches the woman's breasts women usually find this pleasant. To me, that statement said it all. It's like, she's talking to this room of like, we know you're not going to find this pleasant. No. This is me telling you, you just you have just to. Pretend, just pretend. You it. just got to fake it. It's what we all do. It's what I do, okay? Um. Now, as they're all getting ready, we, we learn that the stereotype of lesbians wearing black is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Larry and Lloyd are the XX gays. Yep. XX gays. XX gays. Um, and as they call them, the Gay Underground Railroad. Uh, yeah, they're like, are you guys the Gay Underground Railroad? No, her exact words were, so this is like the Underground Railroad for homos. Okay. Yeah. Which was the most ridiculous. Better phrasing. Yeah. Now, they are going to go to a gay bar with fake IDs. Um, I miss gay bars because I'm unfortunately unable to go right now. But um, I am a little shocked at the name of this establishment i know we need a cocksucker bar the cocksucker the, we cock just, well, we, the cock is coming back uh-huh is there a bar called the sucker in new york can we combine the two? Oh, uh, no not yet not yet <laughs> so what i really love to see in this bar to me it looked like a lot of gay bars in small towns yeah right? it is definitely not a new york city gay bar no. but it is very much a small town anywhere usa got a bar got a little dance floor yeah mm-hmm. um but my favorite part was it's it's not specifically for gay men. It's not specifically for lesbians. Right. It is very much a shared space. Yes. Um, and you see that. And you see a very happy coexistence of gay men and lesbians on a dance floor. Which we should see more. Which I would like to see more of. I feel like I haven't seen that here in New York ever. And I've seen it like a handful of times in small towns and once in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, there's a real problem with uh, in New York City in gay establishments with the way that they address women. The best I've seen them do is at Marie's Crisis, and obviously there's no dance in there. We're all just there for show tunes. If you weren't aware this is a 90s film, you're aware it's a 90s film because you can smoke in the, the bar. bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I feel like if that were still a thing, I would not be going to bars. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is the moment when you, you see Clea Duvall's character, Graham, um, just standing up against a wall with a cigarette in hand, and I ask... Because she's just played the same part her entire career. Right. Yeah. Such a cool, such a cool kid. Man. She's a moody lesbian. That's yeah. every role she plays. Um, it's every lesbian's dream. Yeah. But we, we yeah. also see in this moment that people who like each other get jealous very easily. Uh-huh. I was so surprised at that. I never, I've never experienced that before. No, no never. Yeah, never. jealousy. Such a um, weird concept. But we see Graham and um, Megan going out to, I guess it's a back alley. Um, it's the parking lot. I mean... Literally, this might be the bar set that they used for True Blood. It's just a nothingness, and they added a large chicken. There you go. And it's a park. It's like not even a parking lot. Maybe it is like you have to go to the back alley to get in there. Maybe yeah, you might be right. Wait, Secret. there was a chicken. There was a giant There's chicken a, outside. Yeah, a giant cock. A cock. How did I miss that? Yeah. You know what? I'm never looking for cock. That's why. Yeah, I'm yeah understandably so. Um, but yeah, the two of them are kissing in the in this in the back, and 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 um, it's what they want. What they really really want. Mm-hmm. Spice Girl style. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Megan has a line that felt very true to me. She says, I'm not supposed to like you, is what I say about every toxic twink I meet. 
Oh God. Any fe- any time you have feelings, you're like I'm. I'm not supposed to have feelings. I'm drinking for that take one. A, take a take a chug. Drink. Take a manly chug for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that line I feel like it resonates for everybody. Like yeah. when there's someone you're not supposed to like, you just you just you you do. That's true. We've all had that person. Well, people like the like doing something wrong. There's a little bit of serotonin and adrenaline in that yeah. so like they saying it out loud like the whole forbidden love aspect of that you know it's fueling their relationship now we have this beautiful moment outside things are happening and we need to lighten up the mood so we're going back in and there's andre and that boa dancing it out on oh, the dance so floor somebody oh, found a boa it took him all of like a second and a half to find a boa and they walked inside they and they were like you sir need this boa right now uh, yeah no they walk in and clea duvall says I'm going to get you a drink. And before Natasha Leone can respond with, I don't drink, suddenly Andre's got a boa. Yeah. Now, it's a good boa, too. Mm-hmm. We have to have an incident, an inciting incident that's going to cause drama from here. And our gothy girl, uh, Sinead, is clearly very jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew, yeah, you knew she'd go and tell on the girls because Graham doesn't like her back. And, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do? Get revenge. Uh, so we're back at the uh, at the house. Everyone sneaks back in, jumps into their beds. Um, I guess they don't have an alarm system at this place. Um, well, yeah. It's 99. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Sinead is now going to poke her head out of the covers with the red light of the zapper. Oh, hilarious. <sighs> very funny. Very, so very, funny. Very funny. Um, we are now going to have a scene where... Fantasy sequence? Uh, no, no, our friend... Real. Our, no, well, our friend Jan. Jan is going to tell us oh, um, that she has never been gay. Um, stereotypes made people think that. She likes guys. She just wants a big fat wiener. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now she's like, same mm-hmm. sis. Well, uh, she, she has to cut off the sentence. She's like, I just want a big fat wiener in my... And she's running away. And uh, no, Andre cuts her off like, girly men. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've, yeah. I, I will, I, listeners, if you want to do the count for me, feel free to, but I think RuPaul says the name Jan a lot more times in this movie than on Drag Race. <laughs> Go ahead and drink for that. It's just about of airtime, okay? You know, yeah. drink, drink whenever Michael states a fact. Michael, that was funny. I, I'm, I'm funny sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. Um. But Jan, Jan's character in this movie is just like <laughs> Jan is such wild. a gay. It's comedic relief. You you're, you're think that she's some sort of butch uh, punchline, and then they throw it back in your face here. I did not expect that coming. It was such a twist. Yeah. Plot twist. Jan is straight. Um, oh, my God, no. <laughs> now, obviously, these young kids, they, they don't know what they're doing. They're, they're going to make one little slip-up, and the slip-up will just destroy the course of their lives. Um, and it's the cocksucker matches. Yes. Ugh, why would you take evidence of God your damn it, Why did you do that? I think it was Sinead and she threw it under there. It's she, possible. That's possible. It wasn't addressed in the movie, mm-hmm. but I could see her being a little... Um, I, that, would, that would be a cool like thing from the movie that like if you took a stole from set, I would like a cocksucker matches. Those, those were cool. You know what, though? It's possible that she did, and this was in the director's cut, and I was drunk when I watched it. That's fair. That's I fair. wish I could provide someone watch the director's cut and then like message me and let me know. But also, 
Graham smokes, so they would have the sit- the matches. You know, it, it makes sense, and that would make sense, which is why it would make sense. Now, for- now, from a writer's perspective, I will say if this is an important moment, and we are now discussing, and that's usually an edit or a critique you would write, is as a, a writer director, you want to have that moment uh, if it was Graham to just see her in the bar picking it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have that moment. Yes, so. you're right. There is no... Yeah. There so is dramaturgically, no, maybe that's an edit I would have given. No egg dropped. Well, yeah. so, and that's that's the thing, though. If um, It's important that... I'm now forgetting her. Graham. It's important that Graham is the one who smokes, because if Sinead was the one who took the matches, right. she would want uh, Megan gone. Right. So she would have put it under Megan's bed because Graham smokes. That it makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. So if she was the one well, who catching did... one would catch them both and hopefully yeah. you would you would get Megan out and keep Graham. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary finds the matches and she wants to know who is sneaking out. Um, Graham won't rat on anyone because um, she can admit she has a crush. On Joel. On Joel. And she is playing Mary and Mary is buying it um, I, I, listen, I've been there. I've been played many times, but, um... What's Joel's last name? Is it Jay? Because Joel Jay is gay as hell. I don't know what Joel's last name is. It's probably very Jewish. Is that... I mean, they made him a full stereotype, but I'm, I'm gonna be honest. He seemed like a sweet soul. I have dated exactly two Joels, by which I mean not two people named Joel, two of that exact character. Yeah. Both gay. Um... Megan's parents, they have to come in for a discussion. Um, they will not let her come home if she went to the cocksucker. Um, they are fully manipulating her, and it's just a very real thing, a real theme that is told through the camp film. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, we have sent you here because you don't get to call home unless you act like we want you to act. Yeah. So Mary's response to this is, how dare um, Lloyd and Larry do this? Let's go pick it at their house. Yes. Obviously, the natural instinct is to protest those trying to save your children. Yeah, well, Lloyd and Larry, they are coming out wearing camo. Mm-hmm. Gay camo. Um, and as we, we discussed as we were watching, there is a very um, fun uh, sign that says, Silly Faggots, Dicks are for Chicks. I like to intentionally interpret that uh, as trans-positive. Just saying, no, you're wrong. Of course women can have dicks. Yeah, dicks you're can be on silly. chicks. What's wrong with you, silly... Um, now we're gonna get RuPaul all hot and bothered with temptation as Megan and Graham are gonna play around with some minds, and Megan's rubbing up and on rock, on rock, and you can see that, um, Mike is really into it and wishing that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some massaging going on. Mm-hmm. Are massages automatically sexual? Absolutely not. No. I mean, they're not. Okay. You're, you... You need a massage for your aching bones and muscles sometimes. Right. Um, also, just going to give a quick little promo moment. I joined massaging not that long ago. It is life-changing. So, like, not all massages are sexual, especially the professional ones. Fair. That's fair. Um, but it, it was just, for me, an interesting choice to show that as the thing that is right. Well, usually sexual. when someone casual is like, oh, hey, do you want a massage? Like, that is a lead to, I would like to touch your body. I understand that. Like, between massages between friends, you're always like, what's going on there? Really? No, I'm just saying there is an opportunity for that. that that's totally fair. Especially oh, okay. in high school, like at a sleepover, if you're like, oh, do you need a massage? It's not because the dude is sore. It's because I'm going to touch his shoulders. So then just like you were taken advantage of with carrying books, I was taken advantage of with massages. People were like, I Very don't touch clearly. you. No, 
I guess this is this is just a thing. Like, first off, I associate massages with someone is in pain and I empathize. Let me help that person. Yes. Um, second, I associate massages with my dad used to pay me a dollar to massage his feet. And they're disgusting. Yeah, so gross. anything else is easier than that. That's true. I mean, that's disgusting. That's fair, because like, I'm not someone who offers massages, um, but someone was in, like, I could tell it was stress and pain, and I offered a massage, and I didn't think it was sexual, but the movie made me confused. It's like, wait, why are we, why are we doing I have it? weak hands, so I don't think I would be helping anybody. It would be like, what are you doing back there? Fair. Well, it is time for the straight test. Um, if they fail, they will be sent home. Um... Boys with RuPaul, girls with Mary. Mm-hmm. Did RuPaul throw that football, or is that the body double from the Christmas special? Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, the body has changed, so it's probably a different body double. Fair. I don't think they've kept the same one. <laughs> Joel. That would be impressive, though. What if the what if Ru had a stand-in for his whole life? Like that Drew Barrymore movie, the stand-in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Joel really is convinced that Graham likes him very, very oh, much yeah. so. Um, and when Weird. it is time to reveal, Andre, sashay away. Oh, oh I know. Oh, that was God. like when Vanjie didn't get to go to the top four. Disappointing. His, his um, walking away line was, I just wasn't meant to be butch. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sissy. sissy. In my musical version, this is where Sissy That Walk comes in. Cue the brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Wait, this totally should be RuPaul Jukebox Musical. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We there, already had a moment where RuPaul's music's music in it. Yeah. yeah. This, I'm, I'm telling you, this could work. She's got the discography to just pull some songs if there's mm-hmm. anything cheerleader at all. Uh-huh. Geronimo. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Telling you. The, the opening number it, is but. Geronimo. I mean, it's RuPaul you're talking about. You've mentioned her name over three times. She will manifest and steal your idea. Absolutely. That is what is going Season to Season 14. <laughs> Money to be made. Hello. I'm telling you, write it and then get in contact with her people. That's the only way. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anyone who knows RuPaul, so. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I know a couple of people who know RuPaul. Well, well they've been in the same room with RuPaul. Does RuPaul know them? Oh, yeah. That's From what the I understand, uh, she... She treats everyone on that show just so well. Yeah, a ton of respect, uh, calling the, them on the daily. There's nothing on sure anyone's face. Yeah, she's making sure everyone feels fine, respected afterwards, and that all of the fans that follow her from her show like don't treat her girls badly. She yeah. keeps in touch she's with She's a real all of mom, them. Like, everyone. Texts them on their birthdays, everything. She's like a cool mom, not like a regular mom. Yeah. Well, Megan and Graham are getting intimate, but don't worry, Sinead saw them leave, and we know what's going to happen here. Uh-huh. Uh, Sinead. This is the moment for me where totally the, there was a shift that I was like, I'm not sure this is the right shift. I think if it did tilt full John Waters, it would have been a little more successful. But this well, dramatic would have been murder, also. Well, probably. But this dramatic moment, um, this real raw moment of the two of them like being intimate and having sex, I'm not sure it was the right tone. I don't. I, I feel like it didn't match anything we've seen yet. I can understand where you're coming from, but I'm not going to take away the lesbians having a lovemaking scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the mere fact of wanting to have queer things. But out it, there. it was it was it was movie perfect. Yes, it's also it's, there were there were like, messy or yeah. awkward. It's because it, this is a fantasy moment for them. They're finally fulfilling something. 
But it's also setting up where I think you're right, setting up where it will go at the end. Because immediately the next scene is Mary opening her eyes and you have five people on top of her. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It is a huge tonal shift. I think the person who watches this now in me would love to see it done differently. I would love to see it done awkwardly because, yes, it is Megan's first time with a yeah. woman. That is, well, first time ever. Um, and that's a, that's a whole experience. Never easy. Yeah, you want to see it be, you know, authentically clumsy and awkward and whatever. Um, or have that sort of moment with Graham where Graham kind of giggles and guides her through it. You want to see it more like the fun home situation. Yeah, but this movie is but, not grounded in realism. Right. And the the teenager or preteen or however old I was when I watched it in me, I think really needed to see that. Yeah. Exactly as it was. It's they it's happiness and euphoria. Right, because I've seen however many fucking straight sex scenes that are that, and I needed a lesbian sex yes, scene that exactly. was that. I, I hear you saying that. Give us the real and the awkward one in another moment. Right, like, give me that one. But I also see what you're saying. With this yeah. story, it would not have been it would not have been what we saw in reality. Right. Which is why you know this movie is kind of told through a little bit of a haze. Mm -hmm. A yeah. campy haze, a silly haze, and also like a little bit of a, a cautionary haze. Yeah. I do think, though, there were a couple of moments in there that broke that up that I thought helped. Um, there was the moment where... I'm not sure if it was all just this one continuous sexual thing or if they just sort of had one sexual encounter and then were snuggly and then maybe another one later. I don't know. Um, but there's a moment where Graham and Megan are talking and Graham says something like, are you happy? And he's like, yeah, I've never been this happy except for when I'm cheerleading. Mm -hmm. And they laugh and Graham... Doesn't quite make fun of her, but Megan gets defensive as if, and they have that kind of playful banter. That's kind of realish. And then they go back into that like intense sexual, passionate energy, um, or that you know that sort of more the violins are playing in the background, and you know it's. I think that that brought it that just bit of campiness. Yeah. Well, Megan is going to be kicked out, but she. Can't go back to her parents, but she has one chance to save herself. She could have her simulation partner be Rock. But she looks out the window and sees he is dancing to RuPaul music. That's the RuPaul moment. And he is... He's gay. He's, he's Joey Jaying it up, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just in the best moment, her laughing saying, I don't think that's going to work. Nope. Yeah. Um, well, Graham is allowed to say because she is very afraid of her parents. Well, she's not allowed to stay for that reason. She, isn't she? Well, she, she, she agrees. She agrees. Yeah. Yeah, she agrees to that. Um, but Larry and Lloyd take Megan in, and she discovers that Dolph is there, too. Oh, and he's so um, cute. Their house is literally rainbows. Everything. The candles, Everything. the pajamas. So is this in the pines or Cherry Grove? The, oh, it's, it's the grove. The, it's the grove. They're kind. <laughs> they're taking in people and sheltering the younger community. Like, um... I don't think anything about that reads pines. There, there was a woman in no... that house. That can't be the pines. Yeah, there was a woman in there. That's there was true. no meth anywhere. It was definitely not the pines. Also, they had someone that didn't look like they spent 10 hours in a gym on a daily basis. That is the Grove. Yeah, they were fully clothed and in a loving relationship. That's true. It was the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> not getting hired in pines ever. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, is there drag in the pines? Well, there you go. Step five. Sexual simulation time. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. 
Oh my it's god. It's a moment. It's a full moment. The flowers on the cooch. Yes. Um, <laughs> the... But 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 oh. Mary is directing her son to make out and have sex with Graham. God, this is, is so wrong. Terrible. It's very yeah. wrong. And so, okay, this for me is where Mary says it all. Um, it was uh, Joel asks, "What about foreplay?" Oh, she's and she says, "Real men don't do foreplay. They get in, or what is it? they they get in, they pump, they get out. Foreplay is for sissies. Foreplay is for sissies. If and, the shoe fits." And so, to me, it's hey. like when she says that, she's like, "They get in, they pump, they pull out." Oh, that's how, how you, you got, got you pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you have Brock. That's it. The one time she had sex. Um, did you know that? For Brock, his his idea of what sex is is push-ups. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, you know, you can be straight if you just spread your legs and let someone do push-ups on you. That's it. Um, so we're back at with Megan, and she and Dolph go to the cocksucker, but that is a bit of a trigger for her. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly aware of that because it's a, it's, it's a, hard to go back yeah, to moments back. or places yeah. that you have exactly. memories. There are always those places that it's just like. You know, the, mm-hmm. But it's also the safe haven, so you you have you know where else is she going to go? Yeah, and and Dolph um, gives some good advice, um, advice that I feel like a lot of my friends have said. Where he says about Graham, she's scared of making the wrong choice. You have to be able to walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's something I should listen to. Yeah, sometimes um, yeah, the advice will come from right around you, and then from right in front of you when you weren't expecting it. Exactly. Like this. What? Well, it is graduation time, and the girls are all wearing pink, and they looked like they were on the cover of Bridesmaids. Uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. yep. A little sure. bit of Pepto-Bismol spilled on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys are in, like, uh, Dumb and Dumber blue. blue tuxedos. We need to take a second to acknowledge Graham's hairstyle. Yeah, the, I was thinking, oh, all the women look so great. They've done, like, this cute little Johnny moment for mm-hmm. them. And then I'm like, oh, oh, they, they said and this is not what, this does not work for Graham. Yeah, this so is not like, her style or aesthetic. So we've got Graham has this butch situation going on the whole time. Thanks. And and so how do we femme up Graham? Make her look like a moose, but a very sexy moose. Make <laughs> all the boy moose go, <laughs> The only option is to give her a weird-ass Lizzie McGuire hairstyle mm-hmm. where we add 400 body pins and put her hair in every direction it's not supposed to go. Yeah. Well, Dolph and Megan are here to crash the system. Um, yes, all camo, all crawling. Yeah, because if you wear camo, no one knows you're gay. Yeah, especially if you wear blue camo and crawl through the green grass, no one will see you coming. No, I thought it was black and white. It was it was like it was green like camo. Yeah. It was blue, gray, and black. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're um, blind, apparently. The thing that really made this feel weird and then suddenly cultish, all the parents were wearing white. Yeah. It was weddings. But not really. It was a graduation yeah. ceremony. Well, if we go back, there was a moment where uh, they were sewing people into wedding dresses. Not for no, the for graduation your, but ceremony, but yeah, in... For your roles. Gender yeah, roles. Gender roles. And fema- and, uh, what is female it? friendships. Homosocial relationships. Yeah, because your, your girlfriends will help sew you into wedding dresses. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was very interesting because it was like perfectly coordinated and felt very cultish. Yeah, clearly, yeah. if you're putting on a wedding dress, you're supposed to hot glue it to your body. Yeah. A la Tyra. I'm not gonna lie, I having been put into a wedding dress on multiple occasions, and having put people into a wedding dress on multiple occasions, that's not wrong. You don't just zip it up or tie it up or whatever. No, there are pins and glue and sewing that happens the day of that yeah, like we don't perfect. talk about. That's why you don't take it off yeah, when you get you get cut out of it. Yeah. So Megan and Dolph 
they're trying to save their loves. Um, Dolph just nails yeah. it. Oh, I, I mean, mean, he was ready. He's to an go. easy bottom. What yeah, do you expect? Exactly. Um, but Megan I think Dolph is the top. Oh, right. Right. Because we're saying yeah. okay, he Clayton got his is easy definitely bottom. Easy okay. bottom. Um, Megan tries to save Graham, but she still decides to walk down the aisle. I know. Of I mean, well, it's it's the they're, they they overwhelmingly do that threat of the family, and I love that the stepmother says a moment when she's like, "You're you already drove your mother away. Do you want to lose your father too?" Earlier to make her yeah, go through with this. That was a huge that's when you know she's a stepmother, and that's when you also know they're so detached. They're wearing all that tan khaki and olive the whole time, very nineties, yeah. and then they change into white for their daughter's conversion therapy graduation. They're in a cult. Everyone yeah. is a part of a cult here. It's her conversion wedding. Well, it's Megan's time to shine, and she's not going to sing a love song. No, 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 no. She's going to do a love cheer. I think she looks yeah. super stellar walking out in that cheerleader mm-hmm. outfit. It was so fulfilling to me. It's very romantic. It's corny as all hell. Um, it's very 90s. And that cheer does not age well. Um, do you think this would work in real life? Yes. You do a very heartfelt appeal you know, do your own talents, whatever it is. And you say, like, look, I'm trying to show you that I think you're great and you should run away with me and forget your dumb family. Maybe could work. I'm not a grand gesture kind of girl. I'm a little too practical for that. But I think for the people who that works on, then this would work 100%. Yeah, it's cute. Listen, being doing grand gestures, you have to make sure you're doing it for someone who likes grand gestures. Yes. Yeah. Or it'll backfire. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, have I learned. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to I want to talk about the wording of that first part of the mm-hmm. cheer. Again, does not age well. Uh, one, two, three, four. I won't take no anymore. Oh, that, yeah. The that that doesn't ring well for consent. That doesn't no. go well anymore. Like, but I think no. it's like I won't tell myself no anymore would be an easy way to edit that. Sure. You got ways of rephrasing it, but it clearly means I'm not taking your no as an answer. Exactly. That is I know you want me, and I'm not letting this go. Yeah. She does her cheer. Mary's not here for it, so Megan runs away. The thing that I was like... I thought Megan was going to pull out a shotgun. I mean, Mary. <laughs> um, why didn't Megan throw the pom-poms down? Were they that much of a hindrance to yeah, running? I was like, after all this time, you're going to leave the pom-poms behind? Girl, no! Those are your only friends! But you're a cheerleader! But you're a cheerleader! Yeah. Um, but like a good 90s love film, of course, Graham runs away after her, and then we get that long kiss, because happiness only exists in the movies. Yes, and they're driving away in the back of a truck in the pickup bed, just, oh, so romantic. And yeah. then we have our very, very brief post- or mid-credit scene. Um, parents and friends of lesbians and gays, and Megan's parents have come around to- but her mother's hiding. Yes, her mother is hiding um, in sunglasses and a scarf, but it was very funny. And I was genuinely hands on my cheeks, smiling from the moment she walked out in that cheer outfit to the very end. It really turned. I was like, oh, this is campy and with like a dark line to it to, oh, I'm getting a happy ending. I was actually surprised that that's what they gave us and and very, very thankful because it made me feel like a giddy little kid or something just watching a cute relationship actually have a nice ending. Oh, I remember you saying when we started watching this, you were saying, um, everyone's been saying, or everyone's been telling me we have to see this, and it's about conversion therapy? Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, and you, you know, I think once you saw that, you were like, why are gay people telling other gay people to see this? this? And I, I knew it was campy, but I didn't realize that it was camp around conversion, and that's, I mean, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, and that's, that's always, of course, one of those things where it's like, if you have had the experience, you can make jokes about it. If you haven't had the experience, obviously it's 
it's less okay to make a joke about it. Can you laugh at a joke about it when you know it's being made by someone who is... Is coming from the vein, the right yeah, window, it, the right storytelling vein. You know, so it, it kind of opens that door. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a really fun movie. A very very '90s, um, very. A, a, a great way to end the millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to talk about how we would cast this movie in a drag version, of course, because that's the fun. And there are a lot of characters to get through, but I, I think we we can find some roles for some some people, and for sure, um, maybe a little harder for some than others. But we'll, we'll see. We'll. Will will we um, whitewash it like they did in the nineties, or are we gonna have a little more freedom? We'll find out. Oh God! All right, so I have to give a little caveat here. In the other two of the make like iconic family makes each other watch series, um, I hadn't research. watched the movies. I hadn't seen them. So before I went in, I was like, I'm gonna research this. I'm gonna research people who I think would fit these roles well. I have seen this movie before, and I knew in advance, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this on the spot, but I'm not going to have the time to research it, and I just know myself. I feel like I'm going to be able to kind of do it in the moment, but I know I'm going to regret that, and here I am. Doing it in the moment. And regretting it. Uh Uh-oh. So, I have some things that I looked up in advance. I apologize for the drag kings whose names I fuck up. I'm sure I will. Please don't hold it too hard against me. Right. Well, let's start with um, Natasha Leone's Megan. Who who is going to play this part? It's hard because are we going like all American sweetheart, or are we going like camp humor? I'm going to say that I think the lead of the conversion film therapy m- movie musical extravaganza should be Bible Girl. Why Bible Girl? I think Bible Girl will play the part so well. I think she'll tap into the hilarity of it, and we can see her stretch her dramatic chops when she gets these serious moments. Also, Bible Girl making out with with anyone, actually. I was going to say who was going to cast us, but we'll wait for that. will be great. Okay, okay. I have two and then a third that I kind of segued away from. Start with my segued away. Um... Obviously, cheerleader, I thought Hibiscus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Hibiscus is the most incorrect person for this role. It's just not her persona. And I want to cast her as the rest of the cheerleaders. I don't know which one. Maybe Michelle Williams. Um, So then my mind went to, like, all right, who is this character? I think she could be portrayed well from this, like, happy, peppy persona uh, by Holly Box Springs. Yeah, I think I we're doing see a good job there. For sure. Um, and I think someone who could pick up on the other like various uh, personality facets of her would be Pussy Willow. Oh yeah! Wow, for sure. She would play it really well. Um, yeah, Holly would be fun because I'm sure there's a lot of reveals that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Megan needs. Um, who's gonna be Graham? Who is the? Oh, who's your thought for Megan? No, I like I like Holly there. Okay, I think that works. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Graham? Graham. Who, who's going to play Graham? Okay, so I don't think... I don't think it really works. Um, but I think it should be Ruby Roo. Yes! Okay. I love putting Ruby Roo in roles that absolutely don't work Like, for she isn't, like, sexy butch lesbian energy, but what if she was? Yeah. Like, what if instead of the big hair, we gave her Graham's hair, and she wore, like, leather jacket and stuff? And there's this... She's never takes anything too seriously, so I think she can take the piss out of the role, too. Yeah. 
I could see a Jax moment there. Oh, I feel oh like yeah. Jax, Jax has a definite bush lesbian. lesbian energy. I know Misty can do a good bush mm, lesbian. We know from experience. Well, I I, I was going to say Sherry Poppins. Uh, I have a different thing for so Sherry good, Poppins though. that is a hands fucking down. Yeah, you Sherry... cannot tell me that Sinead can be played by anyone but Sherry Poppins. No, I can. I can. Violet Tendency can play Sinead. I have Violet Tendency cast as the... Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll to get that. There. We'll get that. Okay, okay. So we, we have a couple options for Graham. You? Um, well, I, I said Sherry. And, yes, and, of um, I mean, even Essence could do it. I can That's see that. That's true. Essence is a pull. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hillary. Who's oh, going to play Hillary? Yeah. The, the, the suck-up. Just doesn't... I don't know. It's like a small part, but also like one of mm-hmm. the bigger parts. Oh! Oh, I like who I put down for this. Who'd you put down? Juicy Lou. Oh, okay. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of Juicy uh, because she's hot as Dolph. Yeah. But, you know. I can see that. Oh, I thought of Hibiscus as Dolph as well. Um, um, Hillary, I was going to say Nicole Noscopy. Oh, I could see Nicole Noscopy in that. That, in that spot. Yeah. I could also see like a Tiffany Ann Coke. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. But you know or what? Clarice Dubois, even. Tiffany yes. Ann Coke maybe should be the Michelle Williams character. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we'll put Hibiscus as Dolph. Or all other cheerleaders, just all doubled up. All other cheerleaders, yep. Just edited on a green screen. Um, Jan, who do we want for Jan? Well, Jan could play Jan just out of hilarity, but <laughs> I don't think that that's the right type. No, you no, know, no. they're not the right type at all. They're very different characters. So because you had originally cast her as predatory Les in Scream Queens, it's I obviously Misty put Mountains. Misty there. Yeah. But then I thought, that's where Violet Tendency could go. Oh, that's hilarious, yeah. I that I that. thought would be a really solid choice. I also... Was thinking, I just I really want to see Violet Tendency on stage saying, "I want a big wig." Yeah, that, I was like, I, that would be so. I would funny. be like, it'd be like a mom clutching at her pearls watching Violet. If I was in the audience, like, oh my gosh, right? Like, oh, that, I don't know how to feel about this. That would just be the, the world's most intense, amusing, wild thing. Today. Yeah. Um, another name I would like to put out for for Jan. Uh, Chola Spears. Oh, hilarious. Yes. Oh, my oh, gosh. So funny. I love and I'm obsessed with Chola Spears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Done. That's that. Um, so we talked about Sinead a little bit. We're, we're all over the place with Sinead. Oh, Sinead, yeah. I could I could maybe see an argument being made for Dusty Ray Bottoms. Oh, hell yeah. But I would Sinead... also love to see Dusty take place in a conversion yeah. therapy mm-hmm. type camp show, celebratory, tear it down, make awareness. I actually also wanted to see Dusty as Mary. Yeah, I was going to say, if she led the camp, wouldn't that be hilarious? Um, yeah. my, well, let, let's talk about Mary, because... I have another option one. for her, too. My other... I mean, I had... Um, Dusty would have been good. I also said Ruby would be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Ruby I'm thinking Paige Turner. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Who we I all know will Sun. win Survivor whenever she auditions. Paige, hit me up. I'll do your audition for you. I put down Suddenly Seymour. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Seymour. What perfect thing. Because she's such a Carol Burnett. She's such a little girl's little girls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is the epitome of 90s villain. Absolutely, yes. she is. She is. She loves Disney villains. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go with it. Who's playing Mike? I said Honey Davenport the moment that he showed up on screen. Ah! I was <laughs> like, look at that Beard, Rue, are you giving us Honey Davenport? Because you could never actually give you, us that. Once you said that, I was like, that could, that, could, that, that could work. We should call Arsenial and actually have him do it. Mm-hmm. I said Uncle Freak, but now I'm thinking oh, maybe Uncle Kareem would be could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Kareem could do it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, but it depends on how they want to do the camp of the character. 
Right, because Rue only had one option she can do, but the people we're all listing have such a varied skill set that they could make the character way more deep. Absolutely, absolutely. And hilarious. I just, I, I really would enjoy seeing, like I said, I want to push for the drag kings as yeah, much yeah, as I yeah. can. I would love to see Uncle Freak in that role, but uh, the the facial hair was very Kareem McJagger in just the way it was skaked. Yes. Right on the Yeah, it was frame. very specific. Mm-hmm. Rock. Who's going to play Rock? Is that the son? Yeah, yeah, so I had two thoughts on this. Um, either you cast him as like a go-go boy. Yes, right? that's Which what I'm thinking. Sense. Um, so I thought Richard Jambi, and then I thought putting him somewhere else. Or I thought, just like we did in Scream Queens, you cast him absolutely incorrectly, and you go with my favorite, Sweaty, Sweaty Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, that would be hilarious, too. But I also have both of those down for someone else. Um, or for other people, rather. Yeah, I have Sweaty Eddie in a different part. I'm, I'm just like, I'm sorry, uh, headless go-go boy, put him in the spot, dance around, he does a number, he does I, I, a number every time the kid shows up in the, in the show. I think this is different this, the, 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 the chance to get another Rue girl, um, and that gay-ass bitch, Joey J. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. But what if I want Joey J to play Joel, and, you know, really discover the Jewish man inside of her? Because if she hasn't had one yet, <laughs> Michael. Actually, for Joel, can we move to Joel? Let's go to Joel. I would really like Bad News Bear. As oh Joel. hell yeah! I see that. I like. I saw the character. I saw Bad News Bear. I'm like, that could work really well. And I would love for Bad News Bear to simultaneously play up and defy the stereotype. And I feel like they'd be really good at that. I can also see like Rosh Hashanah Bean if you're wanting to go with the leaning yep. to the Jewish pun. Well, then why all. not Lady Synagogue? Right, or Lady oh, Synagogue. Yep. That would be or, my other suggestion. Or, or Blake Deadly. Oh, yes, Blake Deadly, but it doesn't have the name there. It would no, work no. perfectly. True, true. She is one of the champions of she the is. people. But uh, yeah, she doesn't have that pun name. Oh, that said, if we want to go Synagogue out of drag, she could be a decent rock. Oh, that's true, too. She loves those thoughty picks. She Woof. sure does. Um, Dolph. I thought Wayne Newton, maybe. I also said Juicy Lou, because mm-hmm. she's hot. Mm-hmm. Those work, those work, those work. I also put down Wayne Newton. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, I'm just trying to fit with the fact that they diversified the cast. Yeah, right. Um, I said Kay James, as well, of Switch and Play. Ah, uh, Kay James, Switch and Play, hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also described him as... and it, it, This has all my notes, because, again, <laughs> like, like, okay, this drag king had these images that I gravitated towards. So this that makes is why. sense for this part. Um, so uh, I said, the Gomez Adams meets Circuit Party mm-hmm. Twink version of Jesse Luttrell. That is their total package. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Jesse Luttrell, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, how about Andre? Oh, there's so many good options there are. here. I think Castrata's a good one. I, yeah, yeah, I said that earlier. I was thinking about it when we were watching the movie. I just like I think Castrata playing Andre would be so cute and hilarious because she could just be so fun and funny. And then you have to give like a vocal moment in there for her yeah. when she's when she's like, I'm just a sissy. She can, like riff it or something. She gets to sing sissy that walk. Oh yeah, okay. Um Hibiscus could also be hilarious Correct. in the part. Yeah. Um I put down for a drag king, uh Charlie DeVille. Particularly check out his um, Blasphemy series. He does a Mormon boy character. Okay. That I thought, like, the look of that was good for this role. 
My other one suggestion for Andre would be, and I've known of her for a while, and you guys should check her out at Pieces of Hardware whenever, but I just got to see this week Didi Fuego for the first time when I went to Woman Crush Wednesdays at Hardware every Wednesday. Check it out. Great show. Um, and she reminds me a lot of myself in track. She's just like weird and beautiful and silly and funny. And I'm just like, that is it. And she's Mexican. So she, she loves talking about that. She would just ham up the role really well. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, dear sweet Clayton. So for Clayton, I have a very specific vision of this character. Mm -hmm. I would like to class, uh, I would like to cast them as non-binary. Okay. Um, and so I, I was looking at Ladybug, who is the current reigning Mix Brooklyn. Um, and they do a really good job in these sort of like blending of mask and femme, uh, features and sort of like playing on stereotypes there. And I thought that could be fun for Clayton. Um, I also like Hugo Girl, which I think is a fucking fantastic name. Um, and they tend to do a lot of really super femme looks with a ton of facial hair and these sort of, like, intense masculine poses. Now, is this that. the Hugo Girl of New Zealand fame? I don't believe so. Okay, because there's a Hugo Girl who won uh, House of Drag season one or two. I don't remember which is one. the Heidi Show? Um, House, of, House of Drag is the show hosted by Kidamine and Anita Wiglet, which oh. Electra Shock was a part of. Those are all uh, draggers down under. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay. So it was strictly New Zealand. Looking them up. Um, you mentioned before. Yes, it is actually. It's the same one. There yeah, you go. Same one. You mentioned. And we talked about a New Zealand accent. So. Oh, we did. And see, there so we go. Plug in, plug in, plug in. There we are. Uh, alternatively, I thought um, Allegra White. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you you had mentioned them earlier, Allegra White, and they were at my show at Pieces a few weeks ago, and their uh, hair has just grown out so beautifully and gorgeous, and I'm like, oh, I can see them doing really well in this role, and also it's the tall person ducking yeah. into. A doghouse, the visuality yeah. of it. I, I, I was going to say, um, my my dear friend, who, who's d danced back up for a bunch of queens before, uh, Robbie Rice. Okay, yeah. Just uh, moving back to the city, I'm so happy. I could also see Laurel Charleston. For sure, Laurel Charleston. I don't know why I didn't think of them before, but yeah. Especially if we want to go, like, blanket the binaries and give a lot of different diversity mm -hmm. to this and not just be lesbian, gay, boy, girl. Yeah. Um, Kimberly. Oh. Oh, that's right. Okay. I would like to say Kimberly can be played by Ritzy Bits. Yep. Done. Why not? Fuck yeah. I stand. Yeah. Ritzy Bits is not a mean girl, but no, she's a mean but girl. she could play <laughs> a mean play girl. It real easy. She isn't a mean girl. She's very nice, but I think that people might think that she's mean yes. because she's very confident and very talented. And people mistake confidence for arrogance sometimes. I'm going there. I'm going back to Tiffany and Coke. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's another moment. Yep, I think... Solid choices. I but now that you said Ritzy, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. Also, anything that I can see Ritzy bits and Holly Box Springs in, I I will pay top price admission. I'll buy a VIP box. Mm -hmm. I will tip you as well. Like I stand those two queens so hard, and I don't even get to see them all the time. I just talk about them on the daily. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's go with the parents. We'll we'll do it as a combo pair if we want. Um, okay. Lauren and Shandy. Yep. Okay, okay. Done. If we're doing um, a combo pair, that's funny to me. Yeah, I, well, I wasn't going to, they, they're not a combo, but I was going to put them together. I was going to go Sweaty Eddie and Jacqueline Hyde. Oh! oh. And would Jacqueline play the mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because she's like ashamed. And Jacqueline yeah. is a is a good actress. She could really yeah. I could camp see it that. Out. But it was Sweaty Eddie with, the, it was the glasses. The dad, and yeah, was, like, I see that. And being like, all oh, it, it's so, comfortable about it. I, it's very the dad funny. for me is so John Waters. And Sweaty Eddie is John Waters. John Waters, yeah. So I have actually Theo original as the dad. Okay. Um, worth looking into him. He is the drag son of, uh, why am I 
not remembering his name. Gary Carmichael. Okay. Um, and I think he could do a fairly convincing this dad, but I also keep looking at that dad, like, who the hell is he? I swear I've seen him as a drag king before. It's not Murray Hill, but Murray Hill could do a good job there, too. I also could see, like, a ginger snap Ariel Sinclair as a, a set of parents yeah. moment, but it also, there are, you see a couple of other parents, though we don't really get a much of them, so... Right. Maybe during the musical, we expound on that scene. Everyone gets a set of parents. Yeah. And I think finally we are ending with Lloyd and Larry. Yep. Oh, Lloyd and Larry, also a Shandy Lauren moment, yeah. possibly. Okay, mm. didn't think about that. All right, so for here, this is actually where I ended up putting me Richard JMV. <laughs> yeah. I put Richard JMV here and Matt Knife. Oh, okay. okay. And then they could be hot, dancing mm. and yep. Or you shit. could always go with uh, Milo Pony and Twinkie Boots. Uh-huh, see see for sure. Um, and this is not a last but not least, because we still have... Her boyfriend, Megan's boyfriend. Okay, fair, fair. And that is my sweaty Eddie. Okay. Uh, or it could them. be Moby Dick, mm-hmm. another drag king who um, has this excellent blonde Elvis aesthetic going on. Okay. Which doesn't necessarily fit this like quarterback situation, but I feel like it's a really good fit for the role. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, Another option, if we can pull the Rue girl in just for a cameo, let, let Jackie Cox do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would be funny for the for the football player. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, or or she can she can play uh, rock. That would be funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. She loves those thirst traps. Mm. Yes, she I does. Mean, we all do, Jack Hay. Um, but that that sounds like a fun cast. I think. Listen, I'm just telling you, RuPaul music. Th- there's something here. There is something here. Mm-hmm. We um, need to be working on stuff when the as New York opens up anyway. Yeah. So maybe we just throw together a little one night special, An unofficial. Um, Musical version of uh, I'm a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader. I don't know. There, here we go. It's time for the ratings. Okay. Um. This movie, I think, was just what I needed to see because it was lighthearted. It was a great way to end our trilogy here. Um, and I don't know why I hadn't seen it before. Because there are so many 90s films that I've seen that are cult classics. Um, and for whatever reason, this one did get gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure why. And I think it is because the character, lead characters are lesbians. And it's just not what mainstream media likes to tell us we should be watching. Also, I would say that within the queer community, lesbians are the ones that have fought the loudest and the hardest for us to get a lot of our rights but when it comes to um like rights to screen time gay men sometimes seem to monopolize that a lot and they don't allow the women to have that screen time and they should be if we are in charge of making our stories we should also be making all of our stories seen queer women have fought so long and so hard for gay men and we continue to very patiently wait for the favor to be returned well i'm here to return it bitches and i think for me it's not only the timing of this, it has a different perspective as someone who is out proud and part of a community that this movie means a lot more because as campy and silly as it is, it's still a real thing. It's, it's still totally happening. true. It has all even, of its Even there, so though there are states that are finally banning conversion therapy, Finally, it's still there. Yes. Um, it's a lighthearted topic on a very right. real situation. And I yeah. think between my love of John Waters and the campiness of the film and the, the subtle um, story that is so important. I'm going to, and the cast, I think the cast is pretty damn good too. It's got a lot of uh, breakout stars. Hell yeah. um, 
I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10. Oh, amazing. Nice. That's a really good rating. Yeah. And they, what did you say, Rotten Tomatoes had like a 4.6? Yeah. Wow. And again, that I think it's all in the timing. That movie coming out in 1999 doesn't have the same impact as a com- uh, it coming out now. Yeah. Can this movie be remade, quote unquote, into a modern version? I don't think so. No, I don't. Also, I don't think we need any more remakes, but yeah. I would love to see stories told from a new perspective yeah. like this or to- stories telling similar, um, similar subject matter. Yeah. Just we don't have to remake the same story. Just tell us something similar. There are so many beautiful lesbian relationships or crazy conversion therapy stories mm-hmm. that we could camp up or make a real, actual, heart wrenching version of. Right. I don't need to see this story again, but I need to see this vibe again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the vibe. I guess my rating would be like I was thinking seven because it's got that like old school camp, like under the shelf thing overall. But because it's so special to who I am in my community, I was definitely giving it an eight. Um, like overall film rating wise, as a as a dramaturge, there are some things I would have changed in mm-hmm. the script or the shooting. But you have to just take it for what it is. And it is part of our queer history. And I'm really, yeah. I'm really sad that I didn't see this way solid eight earlier. Yeah, I, if, I, if I were the filmmaker on it, like I love the John Waters style colorfulness of it. But I almost wonder if, like, if you filmed it Wes Anderson style, like, yeah. whoa, that would be... A little more quirky, a little more yeah. vibrant. Yeah. 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 Um, and as someone who loves symmetry, Wes Anderson's my favorite director, of course so. Um, but yeah, I think there is something special about this movie. It is definitely, there is a reason why it's a cult classic, and I hope more people get to watch it. Yeah. I don't think that people were pouring hours over every shot yeah. into making sure the cinematography of this no. was about. It was about being able to just make the story. It was telling exactly. the story. Um... What did you rate it, Linz? I didn't, but um, I kind of like what you guys are going for. I think I'll rate it a little higher just because it had some some meaning to me in my childhood. So I'll go with somewhere between that 8.5 and 9-ish moment. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, this wraps up our, our, our trilogy. Will this be the last trilogy or are we doing the full Star Wars where there's a new trilogy coming? Who knows? You'll have to find out soon. But this was a lot of fun to not only get to watch this movie with you both, but to have you here. Um since I've been out of town for as long as I have, I haven't gotten to see anybody. So it's been really special to have you here today. We're We're very happy to be here. Where can we find you on the socials and the Venmos and the cash apps and the PayPals and and the dating apps or whatever you want to share? Always the same place. Heidi the Ho, H-A-U-X as in foe. My Venmo and my Instagram are the same. Send me money, please. Uh, My anniversary was yesterday and it was supposed to be my wedding day, but I had to... uh, survive in new york city for a year without a job so if you guys would like to help me not get evicted from my apartment at any time i would enjoy a dollar or a quarter and go see heidi live yeah i have one week um one show a week tuesdays at pieces and soon i'll be moving back to happy hour saturday at pieces so you've got to follow me to figure out when things are shifting up and changing i have amazing special guests check us out every week um for social media you can find me on facebook at Lindsay k k-a-y is spelled out uh, same deal on Instagram. It's Lindsay K A Y N Y C. Um, don't Venmo me. Venmo Michael Block for all of his hard work and everything he does on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. To be honest, it's Michael Block Talk. That's it. Well, thank you both for doing this. It's our pleasure. Love it. A huge thanks to Heidi and Lindsay for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theorinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, 
And that was Block Talk.